there, Dr. Bill Crawford here, psychologist, speaker, author of eight books, host of two PBS specials, here again to bring you another tip on how to help you create the life you want. Specifically, how to use my life from the top of the mind philosophy to bring more clarity, confidence, creativity into everything you do. Today, I want to look at the subject of mistakes, failure, and blame. I did something with this around 2012 but I wanted to update the material to include my life from the top of the mind philosophy, include how the brain processes information. So the quote that I'm sending out to those 6,000 folks on my quote list, and by the way, if you would like to receive one of my favorite quotes each week, it's free. All you gotta do is go to my website, billcrawfordphd.com, or again, just Google Bill Crawford PhD. I'll come up on the first page. Hit the subscribe button, put your name and email address in, and each week I will send you one of my favorite quotes, along with two or three paragraphs about how to apply it to life. So this quote is one of mine. It says, a mistake is only a failure when we look for someone to blame. Now, I think that's important because what it does is it begins to look at the concept of mistakes and failures and blames in a way that really brings in a life from the top of the mind or how the brain processes information. Because now we know that everything we think and feel and do and say, how we react to others, how others react to us, how we deal with mistakes and failure and blame all has to do with how the brain processes information. So if you've seen me the first time, we got basically three parts to the brain. Lower part of the brain is called the brainstem. That's the fight or flight part of the brain. Upper 80% of the brain is the neocortex. I call it the top of the mind. This is where we have access to our best interpersonal skills, problem solving skills, clarity, confidence, creativity, compassion, etc. This middle brain limbic system is really interesting because that's the scanner, processor, router part of the brain. It's the gatekeeper. In other words, it scans incoming data processes it or interprets it, and then either routes it down to the brainstem or up to the upper 80% of the brain, the neocortex or the top of the mind. So let's look at this concept of mistakes, because I think most of us have learned, because one of the things that this middle brain uses to determine whether it goes down to the brainstem or up to the neocortex is whether this is a negative experience and whether it fits with something we've learned. And I think we've all learned that mistakes are bad. Remember as a child when we made a mistake, have you noticed if we kind of just tried to blow it off or make it like it was no big deal? Parents, teachers went, yes, sir, buddy, it was a big deal. And they kind of enforced some punishment or something to make us feel bad about the mistake, believing that if we felt bad about the mistake, we wouldn't do it again. And what that might have ever done is one of two things, either avoiding making mistakes, but not necessarily making really good decisions, maybe not so much trusting our judgment anymore, or maybe just learning how not to get caught. You know, when I was a little kid and I got, I was getting punished in my mind was, okay, well, what do you want to do next time so you don't get caught? I, I didn't come from some spanking that I got from my mom going, you know, I've learned a really valuable moral lesson here. I think I'm just, never, no, I went, all right, here's what I need to do next time and not to get caught. And unfortunately, I got really good at not getting caught. Not exactly what my parents were trying to teach me. So what I think we want to do is look at how the brain interprets mistakes, failures, so that we can make a more purposeful decision about how we want to deal with them in the future. Because guess what? We will make a mistake, all right? We are imperfect creatures. Unless we're going to ascend anytime this afternoon, we're going to make some mistakes. The question is, how do we look at that? 
do we interpret it from this lower brain, uh-oh, fight or flight, the, something to avoid, something we need to be ashamed of, which unfortunately throws us deeper into the lower brain. And this lower brain isn't the part of the brain where we have access to our interpersonal skills, problem-solving skills, clarity, confidence, creativity. So if we want to be more successful in the future, what we want to do is have this middle brain interpret a mistake in a way that actually sends us to the part of the brain where we do have access to our clarity, confidence, creativity, where we can learn from it and then grow from it and then make a more purposeful decision in the future, not based on what we're trying to avoid, but what we want to accomplish. There's a quote that came to me when I was working with a client that says, you know, when our purpose becomes avoidance, our life becomes a void. So what we don't want to do is create a life of avoidance or a void because that void is generally filled with fear and it has us mistrusting our own judgment. And that keeps us from actually becoming successful. Matter of fact, a Wikipedia defines blame and that's what people try to do to make people learn from their mistakes. Blame as telling some person or individual that their actions or action was socially or morally irresponsible. Hmm. <laughs> Can you imagine going up to someone and trying to get them to learn from someone something by saying, by the way, did you know that your actions were socially and or morally irresponsible? Can you imagine they're probably not gonna say, oh, well, thank you for sharing. I feel so much better now. Now I'm gonna do something different. Now they start actually defending the mistake. And that's what happens, have you noticed, when you're trying to make someone accountable or responsible for their mistake? Rather than going, yeah, you know, you're right, I really screwed up, most people go, oh, well, it wasn't my fault, go talk to George, he was the one that did it, or I didn't know. In other words, they try to escape feeling blame. And I think what we want to recognize is blame and shame will throw us and others into this lower 20% of the brain where they resist taking responsibility, and or if when we start to, to question our own judgment and really question our own ability to learn. So let's do this. Let's redefine mistakes, responsibility, and accountability from what I call a top of the mind, from a top of the mind perspective. Number one, here's how I like to look at mistakes. I like to see a mistake as a mistake. It's an action that we took that missed. Did you know the original meaning of the word sin was an archery term? It meant to miss the mark. In the movies, when they make a mistake, what do they do? They just retake the scene. And they will retake that scene over and over and over and over, learning each time, fine-tuning the scene each time until they get the results they want. But if they went stupid, stupid, stupid to the actors every time they blew a line or made a mistake, they wouldn't get past the first two or three takes. So have you noticed blooper reels, everybody's kind of laughing about the mistake and they're laughing about it too so that they don't feel bad about it because they know if they start feeling bad about it, they start getting self-conscious about doing it again and that actually throws them into the part of the brain that is likely to have them do it again. It's like when a little kid spills the milk and you go, okay, listen, how many times have I told you not to spill that milk? We're going to put some milk in front of you. You better not spill it this time. Kid's going, don't spill the milk. Don't spill the milk, don't spill it. You know, it's guaranteed that the kid's gonna spill the milk because the image in the, in the child's mind is spilling the milk, not. You know, the mind doesn't think about a not. The mind goes to what we think about. So when we're trying to avoid a mistake, what we're thinking about is making the mistake or not making the mistake, but we're not really thinking about what we've learned. So if we'll recognize, anytime we make a mistake, we say, okay, 
knowing what I know now, how do I want to do that differently in the future? See, now we can take our learning, because every time we make a mistake, we learn something. And if we're willing to learn from it, feel good about the learning and apply that learning to future behavior, now we become more successful. And it redefines a mistake from something we need to be ashamed of or blame someone else or ourselves for to something that is just good information about what didn't work and how we want to do it differently in the future. Let's take responsibility because a lot of people say, well, hey, if nobody's to blame, then nobody's going to be responsible and the mistake will happen again and again and again. So let's look at responsibility. Here's how I like to reinterpret that from the top of the mind. I like to see responsibility as our ability to respond. Responsibility is our ability to respond. See, we want to have the ability to respond to some situation in the future, probably differently than we did in the past, but that requires us accessing this clear, confident, creative part of who we are. Accountability. Have you noticed how many parents and leaders have trouble with people not being accountable and we want to hold them accountable? And have you noticed trying to hold them accountable is almost like trying to hold them down. They resist that because for most people, they see accountability and responsibility as who's to blame if something goes wrong. So just like we're redefining responsibility as our ability to respond, how about we redefine accountability as our ability to be counted upon? Accountability is our ability to be counted upon. See, in a family or an organization, everybody wants to be counted upon. Everybody wants to have the ability to respond in a more purposeful way. So it begins to redefine what didn't work in the past in a way that people are willing to now own and embrace and make a different, more purposeful, more informed choice going forward based not on what they're afraid of, what they're ashamed of, what they're trying to avoid, but who they are and what they would teach to someone they love. So if this sounds good to you, what I would encourage you to do is just begin to look at your mistakes and the mistakes as, of others as basically mistakes, action that you or they took that missed. What did we learn in that situation? How can we apply that learning to a new, uh, the future? Knowing what I know now, how would I do that differently going forward? You can even ask that to the people in your organization or your kids when they make a mistake. Okay, all right, so knowing what you know now, how would you do that differently in the future? That's what I call a neocortex or a top of the mind question, because it begins to allow us to be more purposeful, go into life living and learning in a more purposeful way, focusing more on success than failure, on the future than the past, and living life in a way that we would recommend to those we love. That's what I get to teach. That's what the life from the top of the mind is all about. This is, by the way, his book is on Audible. For those of you who want to see how to shift to this upper 80% of the brain, how to stay there, and how to get other people to shift from their resistant brain to their receptive brain, feel free to pick it up or feel free to have me come and teach this to your organization, your family, your school. I love to do this. This is what I get to do. I get to go around the world teaching this system to those who are wanting to learn. In the meantime, I hope you're enjoying these videos. If you do, please hit the like button. You know how everybody loves it when you like it. Share it with your friends if you find this valuable. Feel free to subscribe with, uh, to me with YouTube, follow me on Facebook, connect with on LinkedIn, uh, on iTunes, Twitter, all the social media. Because each week I post one of these videos and a new quote about how you can live your life in, with more clarity, confidence, and creativity. So until next time, here is to you, bringing more clarity, confidence, creativity to everything you do. And I look forward to seeing you in the future.